0: For episode one hundred and six of Sci Fi TV Rewatch. My name is Dave, and I'm joined as always by my co host Wayne as we reach the end of yet another journey, having now completed seasons one of Birds of Prey and Dark Angel, man. So uh
1: that was pretty cool. Yeah. It was good. Can we really refer to uh Birds of Prey as that as season one?
0: Well, I mean it was season one.
1: Just caught just- season
0: yeah okay good point either way (laughs) way, great yes but yeah it was was a
1: good show and Dark Angel was a pretty awesome show too
0: yeah and you know it's funny because there was a Birds of Prey cast reunion in Hollywood the 25th of April and I keep looking to see if there's any video on YouTube and there were a few photos that uh, I think I I posted to the website but uh, you know how cool would that be if that show ever came back
1: yeah, but I think someone uh, you know mentioned on the group online that probably not with the you know initial cast, right?
0: Yeah, I guess. Although it's not like any of them are involved
1: in this huge project right now, you know. Yeah, but none of them look like you know. I mean, they're oh, not. No. Yeah, they. Oh no, look they still like look they, great. They they look great, but they don't look like they did fifteen years ago, right?
0: Yeah, well, neither does Fox Mulder and uh, Dana Scully, but we're yeah, going to go with them when they come know, back. They're
1: not going to be running around leather, though.
0: Oh, of course, you don't know that because you didn't watch it because you had better things to do on a Friday yeah, night. Kind of life. Yeah, well life. Yeah, which the email will address in puns when we get to that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, tonight we conclude our discussion of season one of James Cameron's cyberpunk series, Dark Angels, starring Jessica Alba and Michael Weatherly. And we'd love to hear from you via email at sci-fi tv rewatch at gmail.com. Uh, check out the website, sci-fi tv rewatch.com, where you can leave a voicemail via the speak pipe tab. And, you know, you can also just record your own audio clips and the MP3 as an attachment. Send us a tweet, sci-fi tv rewatch, and hopefully consider joining the Facebook group, SciFi tv rewatch, you know, um, and you could send the postcard. Exactly. Um, we don't have, we're not gonna I tell you where to send that to well you know what <laughs> i don't even remember the last time i sent a postcard
1: yeah. does anybody even send them anymore yeah we get we get one when like my sisters travel and they they send back you know like hey we're in disney world and you're not ha <laughs> ha have some yeah. of that you know yeah well, that's cool all right well listen we, let, let's do a little business here okay
0: because uh, obviously we're, we're finishing you said do a little one. business <laughs> 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 nice uh Anyway, uh, obviously we finished season 1 of Dark Angel tonight and next week we're going to begin our look at Joss Whedon's sci-fi western space drama Firefly. I don't know what to call it. It call it um, the most awesome show ever, maybe. It's pretty awesome. But uh the one thing I do need to point out because if you're not familiar with Firefly if you're coming to it for the first time, you may not know that Fox originally aired the episodes out of the order that Joss Whedon intended. So, I mean, of course, we're going to be watching it in the correct order, which means we'll begin with the double episode Serenity parts 1 and 2. So, you
1: got all, you got your work cut out for you this week, guys. It's well worth it. If you've never seen it before, you will be pleased if you've seen it before you know and are probably excited about going back and rewatching it with us i know i am it's been a while it's been a couple of years since i've gone back and watched uh, firefly so i'm really uh, i'm really excited to do this and i've only seen each episode once so I'm,
0: I'm really psyched yeah i know and it's been What but you know it, are you kidding it, it's, me? oh my there's God. just so much to watch these days but anyway Dude. so i'm really psyched oh, i know man. i know so it's um, almost
1: like you're watching it for the first time
0: it is exactly wow now now Obviously, the other issue, what do we do with Dark Angel? Obviously, we didn't have this issue with Birds of Prey because there was only the one season. I certainly plan to watch season two, episode one this weekend. I just can't wait. But obviously, you know, you and I have to figure out how we're going to handle it. I I know I'm going to want to say something about the first episode and probably the second episode and just kind of play it by ear. But we'll let you guys know what we decide. But uh, I'm certainly going to say something about this first episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just watch it. Without taking notes, and we can maybe uh, drop in on it every, you know, talk a little bit of Firefly, check in on, you know, maybe the next couple episodes of Dark Angel, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We're just brainstorming yeah, we're, here. We probably shouldn't be yeah. doing this online. You can always edit it out, though. Right. Well, we'll
0: figure it out probably <laughs> when we're at a meeting next week. Right. And, uh, we're not supposed paying attention. to be actually working. Exactly. All right. But anyway, we did get some listener feedback this week uh, from Kimmy, who... Writes to us and says about the broadcast, and she's referring to when Dark Angel actually aired. Like like Wayne said, not everybody's home on Friday nights. Now, one of the reasons used to cancel Dark Angel was the ratings, but that's just Fox being hypocritical. If you look back, the Dark Angel premiere hit 17 million viewers. The first season had an average of 10.1 million, which made Dark Angel the ninth most viewed program on Fox between 2000 and 2001. It was aired on Tuesdays, but then for season two, they moved it to the Friday night death a spot. Death and slot. we've, cer- yeah. and we've certainly talked about you know whether it was Dollhouse. Uh, you know, it's funny that that's where X Files started, yeah, if I recall. Yeah, correctly. right when you said that, it's was like right. that, Yeah, that's
1: X Files like lived in Friday night. Yeah. Um, now, why? Probably to give a good schedule to the new
0: coming show this year, which it was two thousand one. 24. Yeah, I heard about that show. I heard it did okay. It was mildly (laughs) successful. Yeah, of course, even if season two of Dark Angel was great, ratings started to fall to an average of six million per episode. And this is just one example. But that's why I think Fox has a problem with Dark Angel. And I guess she's referring to why it, it hasn't been released on netflix or, or amazon prime and and obviously geez those numbers today yeah, would be through the uh, roof. as
1: you're saying that i'm like saying that today that would be that'd be awesome numbers like six mil would definitely get the job done um yeah and i don't prepare prepare i don't pretend to know that i'm an industry insider anyway i am not i don't know what i'm talking about when i say it's it's all speculation as it is, i imagine for like 90 of the people who comment on television right but you know but it seems to me like well what are you doing with the show you know you can at least make some money on it if you sell it to netflix well i, I guess if netflix will have it but i only assume they would because there's way crappier stuff on netflix right yeah so and You never know, you know, like maybe it catches on, maybe you put it on Netflix and people start watching, people start talking about it and you know, maybe you get some more DVD sales out of it, who knows, but just throwing it in a closet and doing nothing, that's... Yeah, it makes no sense, I mean, what does it cost you? Yeah, exactly, what does it cost them? So, obviously there's reasons, but to me, your Joe average guy in the street, those reasons are a mystery. All right. Well, she goes on, and
0: this is where I'm I'm starting to get stumped here. Okay. Talking talking about meaning behind titles. Next one, the final episode of season one, and Jesus brought a casserole is, in my opinion, a clever one. I'll let you guys discuss it first. Smile. <laughs> uh, so we'll talk about that later. I've got I've got an idea. I'm not sure how valid it is. Little information about meow at the beginning of the episode when Logan makes up his fake story to get the chip. Everything is a lie, but one thing is is real. He mentions Pierpont Lemkin. This guy was actually in a previous episode, the one with Diamond uh, 116. Max had to rob his safe, and Logan described him as an arms runner and go-to guy from the Marbury cartel. She says, I like Leidecker because he's not just a regular bad guy. He's more complex than we think. I mean, you don't see him the same way as you did in the pilot. You learn about his past, his relation with the X-Fives, how he's at the same time hunting but protecting them. You'll still see more of him, so I don't want to spoil, but I think Leitaker is a great character, and and I, obviously, we, we agree with yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 Everything she said, we 100% agree with. Yeah. yeah. All right. If you didn't notice, the motor guy, uh, I guess the guy on the motorcycle that Max hooks up with, and the pizza guy is the same person. Yeah, we knew that. We did. I didn't. You didn't? No, no I don't recall us talking about it. So Seriously?
1: yeah i know you're more observant but no i uh, i I thought we even said that well maybe we maybe we didn't clearly state but yeah yeah i totally knew that
0: short attention span theater uh when when they first met at jampony max asks his name rafer and he heard original cindy calling max so obviously that's how when they pulled up when he pulled up next to her on the bike he knew her name another detail if one of you guys likes nitpicking which i do yeah a little bit there's a good one at the end of the episode. When Max goes down the silo around 39 minutes, 30 seconds of the episode, you can catch a crew member helping Jessica by pushing her into the two soldiers to knock them out. And I forgot to go back and look at that. I'll definitely have to yeah, look at that. I have to do what I hate doing is go back and watch again, but yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> it's it's quite funny seeing him in his yellow jacket, then trying to run out of the screen. I think the editing crew didn't realize this because the show aired on TV in four four to three ratio and later the dvd released a widescreen version i said how could they not catch that well there you go yep yep and finally i heard you wouldn't do a complete review of season two i still wish you'd continue doing every episode because i really like your podcast and how you do it in detail if you think about it it's just one season left a lot to talk about differences between season one and two titles new characters new mythology i won't say more but there's a lot to cover not trying to convince you but Maybe a little bit.
1: Never, (laughs) never say never. Never say never. That's that's right. That's a name of James Bond film.
0: Yeah, Uh, but really appreciate you sending that into us, Kimmy. And and I mentioned in the take five that I did on Vikings, and she's got a great website, Dark Angel Underground. I put a link on the. Sci fi TV rewatch homepage. There's just tons of stuff up there. I mean, you can't even begin. It'll take you hours to get through it all, if, if
1: even that. Oh, cool. Well, you know, I, I take it as high praise that she likes our our uh, podcast and appreciate that. Yep. So, and we will uh, consider it. You know, it's really, it's it's more me. I, I have like commitment issues here, right? And, you know, like we've just, it's like I, outside of my wife, I feel like I've spent, you know, 22, 23 episodes. How many is it? It's twenty two. Yeah, twenty two episodes with the with this you know one show, and I'm already looking. That's stepping out here. Yeah, but season two is only twenty one episodes. Yeah, I know
0: it's a commitment. All right. Well, anyway, <laughs> we'll why, don't, why don't we <laughs> we can talk about off air? Right, well, right? <laughs> yep. All right. Why don't we get to the season finale? Let's do it. Uh- Episode 22, and Jesus Brought a Casserole, part two, written by the A team, Renee Echeverria and Charles H. Egli. It could have been and directed Jesus
1: by- Brought a Casserole. Did you ever think about yeah, that? I did not.
0: Uh, directed by Joanne Fogel, who directed episode 6411 on the DL, and it aired May 22nd, 2001. And, you know, uh, okay, so if we look at, uh, all right, the name Jesus. So uh, do we have a savior figure? Well, I guess maybe Zach. Saves
1: her life, yeah, At the end, right? Yeah, yeah. When you talk about Christ figures, there's a couple. You know, Tinga in a way. I mean, there's all kinds of sacrificing going on. Zach, Max, you know. All, I mean, all the X fives go back, um, but yeah, Zach does the ultimate sacrifice for sure. Yeah. So then the question is, what's the casserole? I have no idea. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll well, that's come what to assist. Like, you know, like people have said, like I don't like the titles. But I don't think I've ever said anything one way or the other about them. No, you haven't. I I, I said they were a little—they're goofy, but that's I love—I like that. I I like like a title that maybe doesn't even relate at all. You like you look at it and just like that—that that makes no sense. I, I dig yeah. that, but I think they so. probably do make sense if you think about it in a deeper level. But this one, I am kind of outside of like yeah, you're right. The 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 Christ figure we have obviously Zach is definitely the most you know significant one, the closest one to that. But but other than that, I'm not sure. Then the casserole. I don't know. I was really kind of hoping because I really like casseroles. I was hoping someone would actually be eating a casserole. Well, I mean, is
0: that, I mean, is it giving, is his heart the casserole? I mean, you know, we, we certainly have had heart imagery with the lady in blue, and we even saw some of the flashbacks to the heart in, in this episode. So, but how do uh-huh. they get heart to casserole? I don't know. All right. Well, let's let's get going on the uh, episode. The opening scene. We pick up where we left off at the research facility. Leitaker and his men, guns trained on Max, look on. But it's clear, and we said this last week, that that Lidecker stunned at what he sees before him.
1: Yeah, and I love the the crane. I mean, I love a good crane shot, right? And they just yeah. that camera just comes in right from up top, and it was just followed all the way down. And then like finally settles on Leidegger's face and it's awesome because you see his reaction. You just like, you just see he's like being torn up by what he's witnessing here.
0: Yeah, and and so much is happening to him because he he sees that before him and and we certainly get a better idea of his relationship to the X-Fives, which is not really what we thought it was when this uh, show started. But then he also has to deal with what's going on with madam x and her attempt to bring him down because you know outside we hear one of her men radio her about the situation she tells him to arrest Lydeker and charge him with the murder of sandoval which okay yeah i mean he did actually right and and you know he tells his men to stand down and and they go out except for two of them and then suddenly he shoots the two guards and, and looks at the two of guys of him hey, are you with me? And, and they say, yes, we are. And, yeah, as if they you know, have much of
1: a choice at that point, right?
0: <laughs> well, true. But, you know, obviously at this point, we clearly have a civil war on our hands within Manticore. Yes. So now, while all this is taking place, Logan's trying to reach Max via the comms to no avail. Max sees Leidecker, and and we, we understand why she does. She blames him for all of this.
1: Oh, yeah, and, uh, he, and he's just this kind of demon from her earliest memories right i mean like she escaped from manticore basically to escape him right right so well so yeah he's just like the the boogeyman to her right so
0: you know she leaps towards him his guys hit her with the stun guns and render her unconscious like the four
1: guys taser man it's, <laughs> yeah it's like wow
0: and then uh you know we see his humvee going down the road tells them keep driving And it's like he says, I don't know where we're going to go. Well, he doesn't say, I don't know where we're going to go, but obviously he doesn't know.
1: Uh, Which is unusual for Leidecker. I mean, he's a guy who usually has a plan.
0: Well, and that's the thing.
1: He's got to make it up on the fly now. Yeah, and and we I don't know if we've really – well, I mean, we kind of have, but for the most part, he's kind of ahead of the game until he's not because he always misses Max. Right, so –
0: Tells them to keep Max sedated, and it's at this point that we realize we don't see Tinga in the vehicle because she's dead. Well, okay, but I mean, at that point, we, you know, I mean, we see Max cradling her, at, uh, but we don't yeah, really know. Be a little, little more to
1: take her in the vehicle, though, Dave. Don't you think? Well, not if she's still alive. And there's but she's, hopes that she's to- dead, man. Like, Why well, would okay, they, yeah, yeah, they bring her dead by in the vehicle? It's that's, that's okay. gross. All right. Well, on, anyway, uh, I started worrying about so- you. <laughs> All right, so uh,
0: Madame X informs Brynn that her sister's dead as a result of Leidecker's interference in the treatment of genetic anomaly, blah, blah, blah. Right? <laughs> and 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 I think we know Brynn doesn't believe a word of it, and it's kind of interesting what's going on with her, because on the one hand, she has been reprogrammed. She does appear to be loyal, but there's something that just doesn't seem quite right about it it seems like she still got that connection to the rest of her brothers and sisters right and
1: you're kind of waiting for her to like totally flip around and you know join with max and help her out but that just doesn't happen right yeah yeah so uh you know one one of
0: the guys comes in says leidecker got away with max and she assigns bryn to head the recovery mission bring max in alive and terminate leidecker now one of the under interesting Pairings in this episode was Logan and Zach. And, you know, we'll get to that one interesting scene at the end. But they're at Logan's. Zach's treating his gunshot wound. And, you know, obviously Logan regrets even going in. But, you know, I mean, Zach is right. They didn't have a choice really at this point, you know? Right. And now they've got to figure out what Lydecker wants with Max. Interesting, interesting. Lydecker checks into the no motel commandeers the whole place no
1: candy on the pillows puts down
0: 100 no yeah. maid service puts down. It's i think like, i think okay.
1: he's speaking metaphorically with a lot of the things know, he listed because it didn't look like a place that does any of that stuff I but know. yeah he's basically like here there's a lot of money stay out of my business and you hope the desk clerk's got enough sense to keep his
0: eyes shut and his mouth closed but then he sees dex men carrying max from the humvee it's like yeah my niece drank a little too much she has has a
1: drinking problem right
0: so Leideker calls her asks her what the hell she's doing and how is she going to explain to the committee that she's killing x-5s and you know at this point it's funny i mean clearly it's a civil war clearly it's a power struggle but it's almost like how can she think this is going to end well for her
1: well because she's super arrogant right
0: Yeah, I guess. She just
1: feels like she's in control, and she's got the upper hand. And and, uh, on the surface, she's right.
0: Well, but, you know, I I, I mean, to have that much hubris when you're going up against Leidecker, I mean, it's not
1: as if she doesn't know what he's all about and what he's accomplished. You said you you nailed it, man. It's hubris, right? I mean, that's what, you know, like people tried to tell Oedipus, dude, let it go, right? Yeah, and, and then does she really think
0: his killing Sandoval is going to be his undoing? I don't I don't think so, you know?
1: Yeah, uh, he's, like, he's, he's killed people way more blatantly than that, right? right.
0: And, 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 you know, not that he didn't know it, but why does she tell him that she's got the tracking van
1: looking for him? I, I, th- I think they just go out of their way to make her just incredibly overconfident and unlikable, which okay. is a shame because when she was on Deep Space Nine, I had a real Nana Visitor thing going.
0: Oh, really? Yeah, yeah.
1: Back in the nineties, yeah. Did she have longer
0: hair? No, because the short hair is doing nothing for me.
1: She she had shorter hair, but she was younger and cuter, and she's like Bajorans. Like I imagine Bajorans really existed, I would be all over that. You know, like every time Bajorans yeah. on Star Trek. I know I am like maybe revealing a little bit too much about myself here, but I don't know. <laughs> that's <okay>. Anyway, that's <laughs> but she. I I really did. I thought her character was awesome to boot. And, and she was super cute, too, on um, Deep Space Nine. And so to see her in this role as, like, this really nasty woman is just kind of jarring. And, and, but I'm there, though. Like, I don't like her. I'm, just, I'm upset because I liked her so much in Deep Space Nine. It's a very complex issue, Dave.
0: Yeah, but that just speaks to her acting skill,
1: I guess. Yeah. I no yeah. doubt, no doubt. Uh, she could go from someone who I was like in love with to someone like I'm just absolutely repulsed by. Like I don't even yeah. find a cue anymore. I'm just like, ah
0: can't stand <laughs> her. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got Max unconscious, handcuffed to a bed in the motel room, and Lydecker cracks open a pint and starts reminiscing about when they were kids at Manticore. All right. Now, he had an issue with the sauce
1: before, right? uh yes okay i appreciate sure like again i don't want to go back and watch it but i remember him saying that that was like a, this issue with him that that he went through this period where he had a drinking problem and so we know when he um pulls out the bottle it's you know that traditional like that hesitancy like the guy who is the alcoholic who uh if i take this first sip then it's all over and we're just like you know
0: right but but this scene it just it, it all comes pouring out i mean you know he he tells her he won't let anything happen to her, remembers the night he stayed with Max when she was in the infirmary, even though he shouldn't have been there because it showed favoritism. And, and you know, we're so used to seeing her flashbacks. And in this episode, obviously here, we're seeing his, but then later on we see flashbacks from some of the other ones
1: Right, and, a, and really well. what they should have had him doing to make this scene more realistic is like, you know, dropping acid or something because he's, you know kind of phasing in and out between the past and the present and he's talking like the things he said it sounds like he's talking to her in the past it comes back he's talking to her in the presidents and everything and It's very weird and and trippy right which you yeah. know, i don't know if like whiskey really does that to you at least not the two little sips he's taken at that point well well yeah i guess great, so. great right. it's been a while but still like start hallucinating yeah. off of you know alcohol okay, but, like mm. Uh, I don't know. But then he
0: says, "If you'd have known how much I loved her, you'd understand." Well, who's he talking about? Tinga Max? we uh, yeah, am not no. sure. Yeah, he's drunk. Says there's no other way, and he's going to shoot her. Yeah, what the hell, man? And then himself.
1: Yeah,
0: this what? won't hurt, and I'll be right behind you, Deck. <laughs> like, really, really? Yeah. Um. And and um. You know. So then it's like, what has driven him? to these depths well and then I just mean,
1: because she kicks him also he's like ah forget it <laughs>
0: well well yeah but i mean getting back to that i mean look he's had tough spots before this certainly can't be the first time that somebody's challenged
1: his authority well no but the, he i'm sorry go ahead my bad no, just to just to give up at this point yeah exactly the giving up right that's so unlydicker which that that's a word um yeah yeah we've, we've never seen him just like quit Right, he's always he's if if nothing else about Laddiker is that that man is driven, right, and that's what he's taught the kids.
0: Yeah, and, and, and so and now all ma- of a
1: sudden he's just like, oh, it's no use, uh, they're coming to get you. There's no way we're gonna win. Like that's that's you know, booze or not, that's Laddiker doesn't roll that way ever at all. I found that really inconsistent, right there. No,
0: r- right, and and then she asks him what he did to Tinga, and he says, "You think I could do something like that to her, to any of you?" You kids have no idea how much you meant to me. And you can see that Max is starting to get a sense of what he's about. And and, you know he goes through that whole thing about what he was trying to build. And then he says, I'd rather see Manticore die than let her pervert it, which is, I think, one of the most
1: telling lines in the whole episode. We've been debating this basically the whole season, right? Whether he really does care for the X-Fives as a father would. Um, right? Does he have that attitude towards him, or is that just because he, you know, he's such such a freaking complex character, man? You know, like he he's just he shows a different facet of himself almost every episode, and you know we've been debating this all along, and, and I think we finally have kind of resolved that for sure that absolutely he has a very paternal attitude towards these kids, and and uh and and, and there it, there it is, you know, and the debate.
0: Yeah, and then he asks her, "Let me know." when you hear that bitch that killed your sister coming and and you'll know I'm telling the truth because they'll blow my head off and take you back for reprogramming. All right, so it doesn't take long. Max hears them coming. Leideker's despondent, tells her there's no point. But you know, she talks him into still trying. Uh Bryn's troops burst in, but obviously Max and Lydeker are gone just minutes before that. And and I like the way they keep things moving quickly because then we're back at the warehouse Logan, Zach, and then two other X-Fives that I don't think we've met Crit and Syl I, I don't, before, They have just we? pop up. Uh, I was saying the same thing. Like, have we met them before? Right, but uh, of course we know that Zach's in contact with everybody. Sure, sure. Um, and uh, Crit
1: is Joshua Alba. Oh, okay. Which I, I I meant to look it up, but I just assumed it's Jessica Alba's brother because he does look okay. like her too.
0: Oh, God, exactly. I don't know how I missed that. I right, you well, miss anyway. it too, man. I, 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 I got one. Well, I'm afraid to look at IMDB, you know? Yeah. All right, anyway, they're preparing their weapons for the battle that's coming up. Uh, suddenly, a Humvee crashes through the door, revealing Max at the wheel, who, after hugs everybody, pulls a blindfolded and handcuffed Leidecker out of the back. Well,
1: she doesn't hug everybody. She hugs all the X-5s and everything. And then she just looks at Logan, just like, what's up? Yeah, yeah like, but but you see it. It's in the, awkward, man.
0: Uh, yeah, but you see it in their eyes,
1: and 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 I guess maybe she's not ready to reveal. It, well, that's the know, thing. Their, it's uh, that that awkwardness of you yeah. know of the beginning stage of a relationship, and um, especially when you don't want the people around you to know that there's a relationship. I mean, they don't even know if it's a relationship, right? They they kiss once, right. um, and so it's it's just really awkward. Like because she's hugging, it's just, it was just blatant because she hugs everyone, and then just looks at Logan, just like. What's up? Because yeah. it's obviously like, as I watch them, like, what's she gonna do when she gets to Logan? She's giving all these other people a hug, Is she's gonna kiss them. Yeah, what's up? It's, yeah, so yep. But she
0: tells them that Latimer's gonna help us bring down Manticore, which is not an easy sell. As the group debates the pros and cons of trying to take down Manticore by trusting Lidecker and, and obviously this is a tough sell. I mean, she's, I guess, had more contact with Lidecker. So it would seem than, than the others, or at least from what we've seen.
1: Right. But, but it's also like this, like you're talking about dangling a carrot, like the opportunity to bring down Manticore is like the biggest freaking carrot. You could dagle in front of the X fives. Right. Yeah. I and mean, that's like their dream. So, right. And, and he's got the perfect plan all you got
0: to do is destroy the DNA lab and everything else will come down like a house of cards and and it'll make the escape of the 12 seem like a little blip on the radar so you know we get you know we we deal with
1: all the finger pointing and of course Zach is always like the I feel bad because I've kind of like I know I poo-pooed Zach quite a bit and even in this episode my notes i'm like he's just such a wet blanket he's always a, oh i don't like this player and everything you know he's always like kind of going against the grain for no matter what someone says um so based well, right, on what it, he does later I, I felt bad for kind of like being annoyed with him at this point in the episode
0: well yeah and you know i mean we talk about characters are they redeemable and, and i don't think it would be fair to say that zach needs to be redeemed because everything he's done makes perfect sense i mean you understand the other characters maybe you know don't necessarily agree with him but but it's not
1: as if he's doing anything for the wrong reasons right absolutely not but he's just so like hardcore he's just so self he's too self-righteous that's the words
0: right well you know we're in trouble when zach and logan agree (laughs) that that it's a bad plan and terrible plan Max makes the point, though, if we do this, we can stop running. We can stop looking over our shoulders so that, you know, I think then everybody buys into it that, it look, it's worth the risk. Um, Yeah, (laughs) kind of. Well, all right. So anyway, so Max and Zach take out that van. The tracking van, yeah. The the tracking van, right, right and take it back to their hq and and i guess logan's going to modify it so they can use it as their base of operations and he does his whole thing which you know we've seen a myriad uh, of t- you know where they pump in different video so you know just something on a loop right so, so that whoever's watching and and uh, nothing going on that. here nope uh, leidegger tells them fortunately most of the x's have been deployed but we later get introduced to the fact that there are X7s, which are new and improved yeah, models. X7s. Like, well, that doesn't sound good. It's funny. I mean, well, it's not funny. Yeah. Um, not funny is the word. Uh, they're sitting in the van waiting to meet Leidecker's friend. And, you know, she, Max and he are talking. And, you know, it's almost like, you know. They they want to talk about the night before in the motel room when he was ready to kill himself and her, yeah. but they don't want to talk
1: about it. It's like more awkwardness, you know, kind of like, just imagine kind of whistling, you know. Well, right. well, but but the big thing is, like,
0: what she was afraid of is that he was going to tell her, Max, no, I Max, am your father. I am your father. <laughs> uh and then his response, I wouldn't presume to pollute the gene pool, but then he does tell us the story that, you know, he was in love with someone once that he thought was perfect, who was murdered. And then when he says something of her lives on in Max, are are we to believe that it's some sort of genetic cocktail? No, so that, he tells is- her
1: directly that he, he recreated his wife and that's Max. Like he made his, you know, whatever, he he improved her, but... Basically he took his wife's DNA, mucked about with it, and and that's Max. Which is even creepier. Like it would have been so much better if he just said I'm your father. Right. <laughs> right? right. And she said, and she says, Don't look at me like that. Yeah. Of course. It was his, like I'm his wife. I was his wife. I was his wife's DNA. This is what his wife looked like. So when he's yeah. all protective of me, he's you know, he, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so much worse. It's so much worse. All right. Well, this guy he meets, who's there for his Tuesday night
0: lap dance, <laughs> uh, is obviously somebody he knows from Manticore and tells Deck, "Look, just just give back the X five, meaning Max, and and I'll see what I can do to, uh, you know, ease your punishment."
1: Which I just I I love that this guy has a weekly lap dance. That like, yeah, he schedules right. a specific day and time for that. That yeah. that's a guy who is that's a type A personality for you right there, man right
0: but uh you know he nonetheless he needs to see this guy
1: did you get it he needs to see this guy yeah yeah okay yeah uh, I, I, I get it. now now that you say it now I get it. oh, okay. because
0: there's something right. he needs so that they can right. get into the facility because obviously uh Dex id is not going to get him in the building anymore um we're back at hq the kids are eating pizza that max has brought in did she get it from pizza boy yeah i think
1: she might be avoiding that place right now okay
0: um meanwhile leidecker and logan are kind of talking and and again i love that scene because it's the two of them are now kind of bonding off to the side as the x-fives are just reuniting over pizza like any normal 19 or 20 year olds would do on a friday or saturday night right yeah except they're getting ready to storm a facility and kill people yeah but might as well have pizza beforehand pizza's awesome Yep, and then he tells Logan that he remembers him from the terrorist attack at a genetics conference, and we're we're wondering, okay, well, big deal, but then he tells him that he knows Logan's in love with Max. It's okay, son. I understand. And he should have said lurf. That would have been bad. well. Yeah, but but it was just like God. It, it, it's like Leideker's got a heart. He's you know? he's and just it,
1: oversharing like crazy here, man. Just, he's he's I just know. awkward to everybody. He's just trying to like I don't know. Like at first, but because at this point I'm still like suspicious of Leideker, right? So I think when he's doing all this stuff, I like he's just trying to stir stuff up, man. You know, he's trying to make everyone feel awkward, and he's just throwing everyone off because he's got some some big come around screw you plan set up for all the X fives, you know? Yeah. But did yeah. you notice? So what he he says, oh, you know, you, you love her, don't you, or something like that. Whatever. And uh, what, what do you see? What Logan asked for? No. He asked for a big old phallic symbol. He said, "Hand over the screwdriver." Uh, I I remember that. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't interpret it that. Yeah. Same way. All though. the Freudians in the house are like, woo. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, before they go on the mission, the kids want to know who murdered our sister. And Leideker tells him the truth that it that it was this new director, Renfro, says This is where we finally to it, get her name, right? R- right. But he tells them, I don't really know what the hell she's doing. Yeah. And then suddenly a crow calls in the room, which leads to a flashback to when they were kids, and you know, the crow flies by and and, and I guess they were startled by the crow. One of the kids fired at it and ended up hitting one of the others yep okay so purely accidental right. but what's the crow symbolic of well, you
1: know i mean all the blackbirds ravens crows all symbols of death right okay
0: all right which so would probably it-
1: freak you out Any, anyway, even if you didn't have that shared memory it would probably freak him out because here we're getting ready to go on a very dangerous mission and this very blatant and some may say maybe amateurish metaphor of death flies in the door. And, uh, you know, so it'd probably freak him out anyway. But you know, because of their memory, it freaks him out, you know, doubly. Okay. Well, we know she sees it. We know Zack sees it because he shoots at it. Um, no, I think all of them. Crit and Syl. All of them. Yeah, all they all look it, okay. up and
0: they're all like freaked out. Okay. Well, then. Max takes Logan out to the Space Needle because uh, I guess that's where their HQ is located, and thanks him for not saying that this is a bad idea. And you know, she seems nervous. I mean, we've we've again we've seen her going on, on plenty of missions, and it's almost like uh, just everything's matter of factly. Like, you know, she'll do something fun, and oh, yeah, yeah, I'll get to the mission in a little while, no problem. But there's something that we haven't really seen much of her, or her from her before. And, you know, then that whole thing about family, and she tells him, you know, you're as much family as anyone. But if we don't do this, nothing's going to ever move forward. Obviously, referring to the relationship, you know, she hopes to have
1: with Logan. Right. right. Yeah. I like how uh, Logan is like well back on the space, needle there, like <laughs> away from the edge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he's, he doesn't really do, he, you know, he's a pretty, daring guy but like danger is not necessarily really you know like actual physical danger is not necessarily really up his alley so right
0: now I, I guess I was I don't want to say I was surprised by Lidecker's response when Syl asks what they should do if they encounter Bryn because she's one of his kids but I guess he's looking at her from a pragma- pragmatic standpoint that she's beyond saving at least in his mind so she'll just as soon kill you which I mean, he doesn't say the words, but you need to take her out.
1: Yeah, he, he's he says she's she's gone, and you know she can't. She's not going to return. And Max is like, no, I think you know she's okay, which is I think is kind of like a little bit of foreshadowing there, because right you know, now, from based on what happens at the end, you know, will you know Max looks like she's due for some reprogramming herself, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so I got this question, Dave. So okay. did you think that Zach's little battle plan, they looked just like, like wild E coyotes plans on like the road runner? Well, at least it didn't have like safe <laughs> circled in red, <laughs> like, but that was like basically the only thing that was missing. Like they're like, they draw it out. I was just looking for like the acme symbol down the corner of it. Yeah. Uh, you're nitpicking Wayne. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, it was funny, but, uh, um,
0: and then she tells Logan, I'd kiss you, but I got to keep my head in the game. And then the kids, you know, we see them scaling the manticore fence, and they all flash back to the past, and, and it just hit me that this is really, I guess, an emotional cleansing for all it's of us. It's the them. first
1: time they've been back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and
0: and it just, you know, with all of the, you know, the it, you know, it's funny because now that they've all been out for, I guess, what have they been out, seven, eight years, and- it might even be it's been longer like 10 than that, years, right? Right, right, right. You know, they, they've certainly had time to put that behind them to a certain extent, but to be able to come back and, 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 I guess have the catharsis that that perhaps they'll be able to have, putting this totally to rest, and this is not going to
1: happen to any other kid, right? And you, because we see how much, with the amount of flashbacks they have, yeah, you know how much their past like imbues their present right right you wonder whether it's
0: gonna right you wonder whether it's gonna negatively impact the mission yeah
1: yeah absolutely and and also i was wondering what's the point of having the fence if the x5s can just jump over it
0: well good point but i guess (laughs) it's not to keep the x5s out but uh anyway so we find out why deck needed to see that guy at the uh, strip club because they have his eyeball that gets him past the retinal scan and i guess there is an eye in team yeah, that was a good line. Hey, yes. Did you
1: ever see uh, the Kill Bill movies? I didn't. No. Oh, okay. Because like the uh, eye gouging was a, a big thing there. Daryl Hannah's character okay. and and the one scene. Um, well, I got to admit, I did wonder why he had a spoon when he was putting
0: that guy yeah, in the trunk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, All and right. if you're if you were watching Gotham, this would also uh, bring up very gruesome. Uh, memories for you as well and those of you who watch Gotham know what I'm talking about Nice. if you don't right. go watch Gotham it's awesome All Right.
0: well they get in the lab and Max and Zach see the re- the vast refrigeration units containing the DNA samples and it doesn't take them long to find their own and it, I, I guess I wondered what they were going to do I almost half expected each of them to go in and take a sample of their own but
1: you know what sense would that really make i, I think guess? it's just kind of this moment of like how often you get to literally meet your maker right well true yeah good point you know and they're like look at them, this is this is where i started basically right you
0: know? and, and and it's almost as if you're killing a part of yourself to a certain yeah. extent oh, absolutely and, and and they certainly realize the benefit of doing that but you know by the same token it, it's it's a big step um, well, Renfro's got the guy that Leidiker met and is uh, now. Well, I guess we can call him One Eye. Yeah, did they just
1: yeah. let him go? Like seriously? Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> you yank out the guy's eye, just like, all right, buddy, see ya. Like, like, really, Leidiker? Right. Come on. Well,
0: and the other and the other thing is, I, I that I'm surprised Deck didn't think about. Although I, I guess you figure, okay, he, maybe he did think about it that. They're going to know that this guy checked in. And like you said, well, if you keep him, then they're never going to suspect anything. Although maybe
1: they would suspect that, well, why is he checking in there? Yeah. I don't know. It's right. It's complex, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it just, it just seemed to me like you're in a, you have a very kind of sketchy plan in the first place. And uh, you're just going to let this guy go? Like, seriously? Uh, I don't know. Right. Don't well, the me. best part is we, we see that the X-7s get deployed.
0: And our guys are on the run. Renfro sees the charges, you know, the C-4 with the timers in the lab. And she Freaks dispatches Brynn to disable them. And then we've got that scene where Max decides to put herself at risk to go prevent Bryn from getting blown up. Yeah. You know, and she's, you know, she handcuffs her and tells her, you'll thank me sometime. And, you know, Bryn, I guess, is
1: still programmed enough that she disputes that. Yeah. I, I, you know, like just something bad is going to come from that because, you know, like it's almost like no good deed goes unpunished. I mean, what Max does is purely like self sacrificing a good thing, right? and yeah and because of it you know terrible terrible things are going to consequences are going to occur yeah and so okay now we're ready to go and and leidecker
0: is reluctant to blow you know the lab up and and, again for the same reason with max and zach you get it and it takes logan pointing a gun at him and he blows it up and we find out everybody got out max and zach are out um but Max does encounter one of the young X sevens, and she says, "Do you know who I am?"
1: Which I, dude, it's it's her. Well, uh, that's what I thought. It's 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 her, like her clone. Okay, and then there's and, a, a Zach clone too. Okay, and she breaks this one's arm. Yeah, they all they rendezvous. Always, with, always the, with the joints.
0: It's so gross. Oh, oh I know. Um, and you know, we've got mission success, and and I love the scene. You know, we're at the bar. Wait, but.
1: But before uh, uh, mission success, like okay. the kid pulls a gun. Right. And then we and, and then we, uh, And we go to commercial. Right. And then we come back. Because well we fi- hear the shot fired first. Right, right. And then it comes back and then we see her take out the kid. Right. And so like wait, like, I thought kick she the, already take the gun away. Right, right. And then right, right. and then so, missions accomplished, let's go to the bar, right? Right. A, a scene
0: I don't think any of us ever thought we would see. The 4X5, Cindy, Logan, Leidecker, drinking, having a good time, though Dex off to the side drinking water. But, it, it, again, like the proud father, you know, watching his kids that all just turned 21 and got good grades and, you know, they're they're celebrating. And uh, did, Max you, t- did you
1: take your father out with you when you were 21? Uh, I did
0: not. Okay. <laughs> I pretty much got my drinking out in high school, but but, uh, anyway, it was probably still 18 back then, right? Uh, yeah, it was Uh, (laughs) anyway. So Max tells Logan, she wants to get out of there. And again, another scene, not that we didn't think we'd ever see, but certainly one that uh, we've been anticipating at Logan's candlelight, two of them in bed, everything's going great. Until we see that shadow move across the room and we see it's the crow. Logan finds blood on Max and it's then that we've realized what actually we're seeing. And, you know, I'm not a big dream fan, but this was pretty cool.
1: I I just imagine. First of all, I'm like, I actually wrote in my notes, this is the moment Dave has been waiting for. Yes. And then it's just like the big bucket of cold water just gets... You know poured on top of it and everything
0: yeah, but you know, but i i I love this technique, and again, not that we've never seen it in a show or a movie before that that this is the dying person's
1: you know vision of what would make them happiest. Yeah, it's the occurrence of the Owl Creek Bridge syndrome, right exactly. we shouldn't know it should have been suspicious I, did you did you suspect it was all a dream? I didn't no I didn't either I, I, I was really annoyed at myself because I should have, and here's why I should have Zach talking to herbal. Really? And agreeing with the, it's all good all the time? Like, kind of like getting in line with that? Like, that's right there. That should have been the, dude, the dude, big he, red he light. he fist bumps him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I um, should have known that. But I didn't see that at all. I thought, oh, what, what an awesome ending. A little early, but it's a nice little ending there, you
0: know? Right. But then we cut back, and we're at Logan at the HQ with his comms on, and he can't reach Max, and we realize... The mission's still going on. Yeah. She's been shot. Zach gets shot in the back, and the two X sevens don't kill him. Not sure why. Well, because they're them and to bring. That was their order. Probably their order lives, to
1: bring him back. But the X sevens yeah. look pretty badass. I mean, they broke down that door like together. Yeah, you know, and here's Damn. like even I guess Zach Mark Two is is still kind of a good leader that he gets all the X sevens to bust down the door together and everything, but.
0: Yeah, and I didn't quite understand, you know, when when was explaining the, you know, the X sevens that they have a hive mentality, and and I certainly understand what that means, but I guess I felt like the X fives were trained the same way, you know, to to, to but, be a team. But
1: some of them, obviously, something went wrong, right? Well, true. That and okay. so they fixed whatever went wrong. So now these kids are just absolute one hundred percent soldiers, right? Well, well, that's true. Okay uh well anyway logan
0: and i i guess we assume he's walking because of the the device he got from uh right the exoskeleton from phil yeah uh and she says there's something i've got to tell you i should have told you a long time ago and and we assume it's that i love you but she passes out before she can tell him right i mean Mm -hmm. is there anything else it could have been
1: yeah i I don't don't know know. Uh, maybe she said you know I, i don't know I have an extra pair of your underwear in my drawer at home. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
0: Leidecker comes up on Logan and Max and tells him that she's gone. Knocks out Logan, throws Max in the vehicle, and it's then that we see Max and Zach on operating tables in the same room.
1: He doesn't throw, throw Max in the vehicle. he leaves uh, Max, right? He throws well, Logan in the vehicle.
0: Well, but we see... He knocks out Logan and Max. Throws, no, well, we see Max and Zach on operating tables right, yes. in the same room. But
1: Liker doesn't take Max. He takes Logan. Okay. Right? Well, well, how did Max get there then? Because she's still at Manticore. Okay. Well, see, I assumed he took them both. but No, Liker hey. heads out. He takes off what? with Logan, right? Um, I guess. Did yeah. We see that okay. No, I think that's it. because he he knocks out Logan and they they escape because uh Renfro is still in control of Manticore, okay, and that's what okay. we see her like in that scene because
0: okay, I guess what I thought was maybe that that he you know acquiesced to her that this was the only way to save Max is to bring her into Renfro. No, but your, no your, I, I your think Lydiger right.
1: and Logan are still on the outside, they're still they they escape, they get out of there with Syl and crit, um, but they leave behind. Which is crazy again, Leideker, Like, really? You know that yeah. he gives again this despair. He gives up on Max. How come he doesn't grab Max and throw her in the car and take her out of there? How can he doesn't take Zach and get him out of there? Right? Well, that's true. He just true. saves himself and Logan. Yeah. Well, good point. Um, well, we see Zach, who's obviously
0: conscious though he's been shot in the back, and he gets Renfro at gunpoint. And she reminds him that Max is going to need an X5 heart, not just any old heart. And then he puts the gun to his own head. Uh, I forget what he says. And then pulls the trigger and, and falls dead across Max's unconscious. Well, Max is unconscious. Max is dead herself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's, wow, that was rough. Yeah, it was. And, and again, all the negative thoughts that we've had towards Zach just melt away at that point. Uh, 100%.
1: 100%. So. And and like you said before um that you know it, it wasn't like he was wrong with his belief in maintaining a aloofness from everyone. Sure. Uh being an island, not getting involved, not getting entangled in relationships. Um and, but certainly here he he shows I mean obviously what what can you say
0: about what he did, yeah. you
1: know. Yeah.
0: So uh, we get to the final scene. Max wakes up handcuffed to the hospital bed and Renfro comes in and, you know, she doesn't come right out and say it, but she makes Max listen to her heartbeat. Yeah. Even, even turning she up the volume the volume up yeah. And, and I guess Max is, you know, she figures it out that she's got Zach's heart. Yeah. And then I love the final scene back to the space needle voiceover but this time it's logan
1: yeah i'm even okay with this one
0: and you know it it just feels as if it's been a dream and you know and and in his mind she's dead and this is it and he's got to figure out how to go on without her i mean you know his whole thing about well i hope she's out there somewhere but he knows she's not he knows she's dead
1: we assume he doesn't he doesn't know it because he says he feels like she's not really gone she's still out there i hope she's okay so, you know, resort to Dave's "When Is Dead Dead" episode. Logan is obviously watches a lot of TV and thinks, "Oh, she could still be okay." Okay, right? They could throw right. her in a pool of water that suddenly brings her back to life, right?
0: Okay, all right.
1: So, uh, all right. So, looking ahead to season two, I mean, uh, does Lydeker have a plan to free Max? Well, I think that is early on okay. going to be okay. you know, The the would. I would think would be the main thrust of the early season is Logan and Lyderker teaming up yeah to you know get Max back and yeah. Max probably being reprogrammed and going through some kind of you know you know them having to deal with that with with Renfro having reprogrammed her and Max having to kind of work through that Well you know and what I was thinking about you know I guess if they can
0: get to her soon enough perhaps the programming won't have time to take. Right. But then I, Just a little but then bit. I, right? But then I also thought that, again, they're programming children. She's clearly not a child, and, and obviously we know that they reprogrammed uh, Brynn, so it, it, they certainly can do it. But you wonder whether, because she wants to fight it, I don't think Brynn wanted to fight it. So that you wonder whether it'll be something that she'll pretend to be programmed even though she's not.
1: No, that's that's the possibility for sure. All right, yeah.
0: all right. So, uh, are Sill and Crit still out there? Are we going to see them again? Yeah, because they're, they're with Lighticker. Okay, but I mean, are we going oh, to see them see again? again? I don't know.
1: I just saw that it was uh, Joshua Alba. I didn't see how many episodes he was in. Okay. Yeah. No. No. I'm not looking anymore. <laughs> um, uh, but so here's the thing. Okay. Because I this is not unlike the emotional roller coaster the last episode the Vikings put me through. Right. Mm-hmm. Where. Yeah, you know, they shoot Max. I'm like, well, she's not dead. <laughs> you know. It's Jessica Alba. I I'm I'm pretty sure she was in season two of this show. I'm pretty sure she's like the whole reason the show exists, right? So there's no way that Jessica Alba's gonna be dead. And then but then she dies. I'm like, well wait a minute why is she dead <laughs> and i'm like thinking well are they gonna like is like the new max clone is is she gonna it's a show gonna focus on her and season two is gonna start like 10 years more in the future or something i'm like but that's yeah i just went through this whole crazy thing
0: you well know? you know and you say that and, and and certainly having watched three seasons of orphan black and knowing they have all that DNA, that's a re- well. Of course, it's blown up, but uh, you don't know if it's if one already was created. Well, they got the yeah. Max X7, right? Well, right. So, I mean, it's not. You know, I certainly get why you would think that. The question would be: Would you have thought it in two thousand one? Watching this show, I'm yeah. not sure I would. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. You're smarter than I am, but um, <laughs> oh, Dave! Now I'm blushing. Al- <laughs> How's Bryn going to handle what has happened to her brothers and sisters? Yeah, yeah, because She's programming's programming, up, right? Yeah, and then most importantly uh, of the th- questions that came to my mind, how much of a factor is Jam Pony going to be in season two? I
1: know you're worried about that.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, I'm kind of you know I'm I'm, I'm kind of digging
1: on original Cindy. I don't want to see her go. I, I'd like to see her a little bit more. Yeah, I, I like Cindy's sketch and normal. You got an herbal, yeah. They're great. They're they're funny characters. They're good. They, they are. They're good for a laugh. You know. They're good in there. So, um, but but yeah, but but yeah. Well, you know, are they going to deliver a package that saves <laughs> Max? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily see uh Jamponi in the early episodes of season two. No, I I agree. But I mean, geez, as a
0: season finale, it's it just awesome. I mean, you know, the way they left us. I, look, I, I thought we were going to get left with everybody happy and then figured season two something bad would happen to destroy that happiness
1: right yep yeah but no yeah so it went so the other way and they they, you know they purposefully like toyed with you right because they gave you that scene of everyone hanging out in the bar laughing zach and herbal for crying out loud are getting along and talking philosophy um so they they gave you that scene and we're like oh what a nice last scene and then bam they just punch you in the nuts and <laughs> give you like the complete unnice ending to the season
0: oh well you know the, what we didn't talk about when they're at the bar and sketch is talking to sill yeah how'd you guys know each other oh boarding school girl school yeah <laughs> so that's what you gotta love about sketch man i agree i agree so uh well anything else uh you want to add no i think that's about it i mean what an awesome ride i mean i, I i'm so glad we we watched this and uh yeah it's
1: a great idea dave no no question about it i liked it a lot Um not sure how we missed it last time but be
0: that as it may so well listen we want to thank you guys for joining us tonight uh we'd love to hear from you about dark angel or anything else you think we should be watching also, like to encourage you to join the Facebook group, and if you're already a member, spread the word. Emails to fi TV rewatch at gmail.com, voicemails via the Speak Pipe tab, which you can access through the Sci Fi TV Rewatch website. And we will be back next week to begin our discussion of Joss Whedon's
1: Firefly. But until then. You know, when I think about preparing for Firefly, I just think it's a bitch psyching yourself up for battle when people are throwing around words like Death Watch.